Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's TC and Jake. Jake, happy Wednesday. How's it going, man? First first show of May. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> month guy. Just won't die. I love the months. I thought he had uh, he had left us with T1. See, a lot of people do Q1, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm a thirds guy. Oh, thirds. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, kind of go with... do quarters, you know? There's four <laughs> of those. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of like tool. Like everything I do is in thirds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I ever told you I think that's why I hated that band? Yes, definitely. <laughs> it just, I don't know. Why do, I, why do we need to make everything such a math problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so confusing. I hated them because of the sexual assault. Uh, well, no, that's mm. actually uh, posturing mm-hmm. on your part. That didn't come out until way later. Mm-hmm. Although, anybody could have seen that coming. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're going to not like a band because you suspect sexual assault, you just won't listen to music. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't bring it up when I met the guitarist from Newfound Glory, but, like, if you had told me that, like, that <laughs> band was into 15-year-olds, I would have said, of course they are. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to these songs. They're 40. Yeah. Tough part about the music in general, you know? Like, I, I yeah. remember the complaints contemporaneously. Like about Blink, you know, of like they're singing about high school. They're like, you know, done with it for a while. And yeah, it did not. You don't have a lo- you, don't, you don't have a locker. <laughs> yeah, but but I, uh, you know, um, now now that I have been their age, I'm like, man, I I did kind of forget about high school by that point. That is yeah, atypical. Yeah, and listen, I mean, the fact that they're the paragons of seemingly being like decent people in the music industry is very cool Mm -hmm. but that was like a plus 300 pick yeah yeah (laughs) no one would have been surprised if tom had a 16 year old girlfriend not as much of a juicy long shot as kenny pickett to the texans though You only put 30 bucks on it don't sit here and blame me but i lost i mean i lost a thousand yeah, well, okay, fair, fair. No, I, I, it was, I was after the podcast published last week that that the entire thing played out. But yeah, I don't like. Did you see a report, or did you have? Do you have an insider? A couple different ones, yeah. Jake texted me that uh, is a real hot thing going around. Kenny Pickett to the Texans, and I, I looked a couple different places, and at some of them, it appeared to be off the board. And I, I found a tweet showing that the odds had moved from, uh, at, I think on DraftKings, it was 2,200 to start the day, and it was plus 800 by the time of the tweet, which is a considerable move, uh, indicating there's you know a lot of smart money behind it. And then I found a place, uh, just a little random quarter of the internet, that was still running with Kenny Pickett, uh, I think it was like, what, plus 3,250? It was, it was insane, It yeah. was very long, and... Uh, yeah. The the max to win that they would let me do was a thousand, so I put down thirty five dollars to win a thousand, and watched as certainly Pickett was there at three, Pickett was there at thirteen. They move back. It's okay. 
Maybe they've got a feeling their guy's still going to be there. They pick again. That one, uh, the guy that they did pick, has the same first syllable in his name as Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I'm sorry. And for one brief second, I thought I had a thousand X, whatever, because it's what, Kenyon Green, right? The a yeah. guard. guard. Yeah. Whatever they said, Kenny. I it was done, you know. Like I was, yeah. I was spending it already, you know. Um, well, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's thirty dollars. Okay. So I got um, to feel alive for one night. I'm not really complaining. I did win a considerable amount of money on the Mavs series. I mean, considerable for me, like that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Hey, do you want it in here? Do you just roll it back into uh, Suns? Uh, a little bit of it, but I didn't bet any specific games. I just took like the series win, yeah, yeah. which actually wasn't that crazy of odds as I expected for a freaking 64 win team that took off their last nine games of the season. Like the sun should have been much, much heavier favorites. Uh, and now that we're one game in, obviously that has yeah. borne itself out yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's how it feels to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, did you see that somebody attacked Dave Chappelle? Uh, in fact, I hey. did. I uh, I was I was given that news by an attendee of the show. Oh, really? Jorts was there. Wow. And uh, I don't I don't uh, presume to uh, program your life, but boy, I think that would be an excellent guest on today's Bad Radio program, Hang Zone program. You know what? That's actually a pretty good idea. Um. So where did he buy that little knife gun? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it was Jorts with the knife gun, to be clear. Oh, okay. He, okay. Was, he was opposed to the band's actions. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he said, I mean, I guess I don't, like, it, you know, the, the tweets I was seeing uh, going around were saying essentially the same thing. Um, but, you know, he, he was providing it in like, a, it, it, you know, it just feels more real whenever it's a text from your friend as opposed to a tweet. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, said, uh, several people, uh, openly beating the man that, uh, attempted that. And uh, he got, he got, he got fucking big poppied. And many of those people, uh, are people you know of such as Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, uh, wasn't Chris Rock there? Chris Rock was there. Uh, he said that Chris Rock did an amazing set. One of the great sets of all time. Uh, didn't say the words Will Smith once during the set, but whatever the guy, <laughs> like during the, 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 the fracas, um, Chris Rock grabbed the mic and said, someone get Will Smith. Yeah, no, that's, that's the good stuff for sure. Um, you know, what I was, th- what I was thinking about though, uh, cause I watched this, uh, this Netflix standup special the other night of this guy named Ronnie Chang. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Nice. Very, very good stuff. Um, it makes me think, and then I guess like seeing Tim Dillon a couple months ago made me think of this too. Like, I kind of can't believe that comedians don't get attacked more. <laughs> I always want to tread lightly with this. I'm surprised that everyone doesn't get attacked. More. <laughs> yeah, no, there's something to that because, like, the Ronnie Chang special, like, I don't know, a good third of it, thirds guy, is about like Asian hate. Mm hmm. Like anti, you know, Asian sentiments and, you know, things related to COVID and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, this guy's out here, like in a major way and fearless and hilarious and awesome. But it just made me think like, dude, you are like 
on Front Street right now. <laughs> like someone could easily just come up there. I don't know. It just, you know, I I, I sort of thought this when uh, when Dimebag died. Yeah. Which that one's a little bit different because like his job is not like provocateur, you know, like stoking, you know, people's uh, insecurities and uncomfortable pockets. But yeah, I mean, like people just get up in front of people and do their thing and very rarely does anybody get hurt. So I'm with you. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been reading the Tiger Woods book, uh, which I think I'm, I might. I, Everybody I, knows. Yeah, I know Everybody I've told knows. you. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm not sure if I've said it on the show. Probably, I guess. You de- you've said it like four times. Well, you know, the five uh, can't hurt. They're already used to it. Um, and uh, they were talking about just like, like just kind of giving great detail in uh, – the you know really painting a picture in his return to the masters after the cheating scandal broke and mm-hmm. just describing how you know as he's walking up to the the first tee that people are within arm's length of him and i don't know how you do that like whenever you're right. a guy that everyone wants a piece of like that and i mean dude what like what are the chances that with that many people that close to him, like not not just that tournament, but every single tournament, that one of them isn't like like, you know, we say on this show a lot. One of my core beliefs is that any opinion that is possible to have, someone has, and uh, you know, Tiger Woods should see harm is definitely an opinion that it's possible to have. And I mean, I I get, I'm sure they're you know making sure that guns and knives don't get into the venue, but. To be that close to that many people, whatever you're someone who's the sort of figure in the culture that attracts attention in like a just fucking full on way. I I don't know, dude. I like I feel like I'm I mean, I definitely started this podcast as a not really anxiety ridden guy. It's only gone in one direction as time has moved along. <laughs> uh and and thoughts like this are are proof that, that the anxiety has risen. But uh I don't know, man. I I just think that would be terrifying, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I do, but in a, in a sense, it's kind of like whenever we talk about like the global economy, and you you always remind me, like, hey, it's actually better than it used to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think it's like a testament to humanity to an extent, because I mean, dude, twice in the last month, I've seen people get on an NBA floor with very little tact, you know, <laughs> like they weren't like fucking Jason Bourne. <laughs> like they just bought a ticket and like got a chain into uh, into an NBA game. So like obviously like it could happen more and it just doesn't, which means that in general, people just must be more decent. You know, when when rubber meets the road anyways, like I'm not talking about the Internet, but like people just must be more decent then we largely give them credit for. Like, did, I think that's the only conclusion. Did you see? Hey, come on, man. Just, <laughs> please just hang out. Here, I'm going to let her out, okay? Okay. All right. Jake's uh, taking care of his dog, who's in the room with him. Helpful always to uh, shut the door when podcast recording because it helps with the uh, acoustic quality of the room. Sorry. No problem. Um, did you see when, uh, you notice when Jeff Bezos started tweeting through it? That he was, he, was uh, he shared. No, I don't think so. He shared an article that he thought was very interesting about it. Was it was basically like, uh, man, it's messed up. People keep on saying bad stuff about me. Um, and how recent was this? Within the last like week or two. 
Oh, okay. Then yeah, definitely missed it. Um, and uh, the, yeah, like of course the broad argument as applied to him, uh, I don't agree. But uh, the article that he linked to, and then like he excerpted a part that uh, the, the point of it was, and it was it's the thing that ran in the Atlantic about uh, like digital culture or whatever, you know, just just the rise of people being mean to each other. And the thing that it said, which had research to back it up, I'd be interested in... Well, first of all, I should read the fucking article. I only read the excerpt that he put out there. And then I would be interested in like other people who've read the study to see if they came, through, came to the same conclusion. But it's potentially a very interesting conclusion. Uh, and it's that the actual number of people who are assholes is not greatly rising or changing as a result of them getting online it's that one person who's a dick can now sit around all day and you know it used to be before the computers the most people they could be a dick to was pretty low and it's now just made it so you can be a dick to everyone all the time like really easy so the the percentage of the population that has these impulses has not meaningfully changed it's just that they have better tools and so your regular, you know, common man uh, is still as nice as he ever was, which I think that that's probably a hopeful message, right? Yeah, and I think that squares too. Yeah, I, I know, you know, I, most of the time, it, I think the best policy is just to ignore people who are being dicks online. But the times that I do be like, man, what the fuck is this guy's deal? Or sometimes it's like, I don't know if this is a dick comment or not. And I bet I can figure it out if I go and see what their other replies are. Uh, and yeah, you'll you'll go in there and, and sometimes you'll be like, yeah, this guy definitely is a dick because this is all he's doing all day to everyone. Yeah. And like, I think I've told you before, like we're getting, I was going to say off track, but we don't really have a track here. Um, the way I always think of it is like, it would be weird for me or really anybody who does like a creative job, especially a creative job that revolves around critiquing people to be like really bothered by the idea that someone's critiquing you. Like, I'm not so sure that Dave Chappelle, like he probably doesn't want to be physically assaulted. Many people don't. <laughs> but, you know, whenever, that's why I was so unnerved when he was like doing his old cancel culture, like you know, crusade. Mm -hmm. It's like your whole job is being critical of culture and now people are being critical of you. Like that's just, that's the dinner. Yeah. Dude. You know what I mean? Like I just, and I, and I think a lot of people get that Chris rock being like probably the most, uh, forefront of them over the last, you know, year or so. Like he definitely knew that it was fine that Will Smith was mad at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, yeah, of course I'm up here talking shit. Yeah, of course you're mad. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, we do have boundaries about what you can do with that anger. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly love the idea of being hit. No. Although uh, I forgot to tell you about something the other night. You want a quick story? Yeah. Did you get hit? I got slapped at chat room. Wow. Go on, <laughs> dude. I got hit with a scam. This is, uh, I think it was game four. That was the Saturday afternoon game, right? Sure. Uh, so we were out in Fort Worth, like we went to the arts goggle thing. We were out there all day, which obviously, you know, what that means it was like nine hours of beers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Kristen and Nora went home at like, I don't know, five or wh whatever time the game ended six. And at like nine, we went to chat room 
and we were outside and I got approached by a woman who like basically hit me what I, uh, with what I consider to be like the new age scam, which is I'm a trafficking victim. Okay. And I was like, I'm a, be- I don't know I'm a just, beer drinker. I don't know if I just like look like the type of guy that would accept this story. I must. Because she just like sat down and like saddled up to me and was like, hey, you know, there's a guy outside that, you know, he's not going to let me leave. Like he he sent me in here to, to, to request money from people. The whole thing was very fuzzy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then I called my wife's friend over, fellow empath, but also someone that I think is a, a no bullshit person. Mm-hmm. And she started asking her a few questions and it became very apparent that this was made up. Oh. Like this was a scam. Well, I right? guess that's good and, news. And I, yeah, I suppose there's a 1% or whatever percent chance we were wrong. But she didn't really have answers to anything. Like how we could help her, what we could do beyond just straight cash, uh, where she was staying. You know, did she need medical attention? Like she had nothing to anything. Mm-hmm. And then I was like. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, you know, like there are actual people who are in this situation and it seems like you're kind of like playing us and she just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> wow. What happened after yeah. that? You just, uh, we'll see you later, man. Friend uh, who is, uh, you know, husband of white uh, friend that I previously mentioned got her kicked out of the bar. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. And she went kicking and screaming. Oh, but they did no. It. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Man, that's that's pretty live. Slapped in the face. When's the last time Slapped. you were attacked at a bar? What did you say? Like, do you do you recall something close to the words that got the that triggered the slap? Yeah, like did I have a Draymond thing where like I just I said the one word that Scott Foster can't handle? Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think so, but I definitely was like, you know, this is made up. Yeah, I, I don't remember specifically like what. I don't think I used the c word. Good, good. Well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because that's an auto. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like you're getting teed for that immediately. But yeah, um, I definitely was like, "This is all horseshit." Like we know, we know what you're doing. Did the intensity of the anger and reaction to that uh, make you? question whether or not you were sure about it being horseshit or or it, you felt same it's a good question we talked about this in the postscript the next day um okay but it seemed to me like she was just possibly on the drugs yeah she was crying yeah. she was shaky like she just i'm which i suppose those are the things that a, you know a trafficking victim would do but like there was a methy vibe to it mm-hmm. is what i'm saying yeah, and that, that would also figure with, like, I need to tell anyone anything I can to get money right, right now. Exactly. Yeah. And I was also, like, 10 minutes away from being like, let's go to the ATM. Yeah, yeah. I'll help you out. Whatever. Like, I'm a decent dude. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> would have... Whatever you need. I would have bet emptied the account for her way before it got slapped. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you know me, and you know I'm a sucker. But also the type of person that people want to slap. <laughs> <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> um, 
I think at this point that we could uh, do essentially all of the show of just the, hey, Jake, here's a TikTok I've seen. Um, oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. But you were, you were mentioning comedians earlier, and uh, I, I saw a TikTok. Uh, there was just a clip of a show that Tom Segura did with, uh, with Theo Vaughn. Have you ever seen any Theo Vaughn stand up? Uh, I've listened to his podcast a few times. I like him quite a bit. It's just a clip of it, and uh, I'm I'm not positive that the audio is going to come through, which will fuck this whole thing up. But uh, let me know if you can hear this. Like yeah. I remember buying a bunch of coke from a dude that had a wolf over up near the uh, near the 101 in um, Vine. He had a wolf. This dude had a fucking wolf. Bro. Not like a Siberian husky. No, I'm talking like Jack London, dude. Like straight out the book, you know. And this dude put him in the back seat, bro. He gets in the car. I just want some coke. His he gets a call. His mom had died during the. Yeah. What do you do? You have to be there for them. For your coke dealer, bro. It was so. How long did you stay in the car? Probably two and a half hours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> oh man, that. Yeah, I can honestly tell you, like, we're pretty upfront when it comes to the podcast. I've never bought cocaine, Mm -hmm. but I've definitely been in a situation where I had to sit at somebody who sold weed's house for like an entire day because they were, they they got broken up with or like their dog died. And you're like, oh man, I just don't really feel like I have this type of relationship with you, but I, I'm here, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, I I had a dude. I mean, this is within the last five years. Uh, that uh, that's phenomenal. I I looked at like he he had we were on his back porch and he had like a a painting that was like kind of drying or whatever you know like he's he's working on it on, and I was like, hey man, it's a really cool painting. He was like, thanks, and proceeded to tell a story that it was uh, one that he had commissioned for his childhood best friend's uh, wife. Because his childhood best friend had overdosed on opiates. Yeah. And uh, proceeded to I mean, you know, really go into the whole deal. Yeah. I just think like you you fucked that up. What? By saying cool uh, painting? Yeah. Okay. Well, if I had the chance to do it again, <laughs> I would say cool painting every time. If I see so, if, if, you know, if it's a guy who's uh, <laughs> helping me out in such a manner... He's making cool paintings. The least I can do is be like, big ups, bro. But on the back of the painting, I couldn't see this whenever I said cool painting. Uh, but it came out over the course of me spending longer than I anticipated uh, in this situation. He had written uh, the last text message ever exchanged uh, between no. him and his friend. As he's reading it, like he's breaking down. <sighs> And I can't imagine not breaking down. It was like, as far as like the last thing to say to someone before they fucking die, it was like, it was like fucking, I don't know if I'll ever see you again, man. I know things are real rough with you right now, but I just want you to know no matter what happens, it's fucking you and me the same way we were when we were five for the rest of the time, dude. And God damn. That's tough. That's tough. But I mean... You know, I respect I respect your commitment to the process rather than the outcome. But like, I'm just not asking anybody about a painting ever. Ah, dude, I, I I love asking people about paintings. Art's awesome. I mean, that is okay, but that is obviously like the most 
treacherous minefield. Yeah, I, well, I don't like regret how the whole thing went. You know, like it was. I, I was glad that he was able to have. I, it's not like I had anywhere to be. You know, <laughs> like, uh, um, you know, I was I was glad to be there for him. He's a cool. Like, we don't. We're not like. It's weird to say we're friends when the only interactions we've ever had involved money. But uh, I didn't consider him like it's not like I treated him like a, a cashier or something. I also treat cashiers well, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's not like we had a cold thing going. You know, like every time we'd show up, it'd be like, "Oh, hey, man, how's it been?" You know, good to hear that kind of stuff. Dude, I got a guy at the uh, grocery store that's closest to my house. Oh no, you, and I've been going. Go ahead. You just seem like a guy who'd be best friends with the cashier, which is great. Okay, but this ain't that. This is, uh, well, actually, it might be. Uh, I didn't do it this weekend, but I've been going to the uh, to the grocery store like 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Ugh, I was going to say so 6, you. but they op- I get up at 6, they open at 7. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to say, I don't, don't want to be offensive here. Like, I don't know. The guy doesn't like strike me as someone who has like the greatest interpersonal social skills. Mm -hmm. Take of that what you will. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say a word and he looks me in the eye after he scans every single item. Wow. Wow. Like he, he scans it and looks up at me Mm -hmm. and then puts it down and then scans it and looks up at me and puts it down. And I just stay locked on the whole fucking time. Whoa. (laughs) Like, I'm not breaking. When you come back up here, I'm still here. Don't do that. And it's it is the weirdest five minutes of my week every time I do it. <laughs> You're an insane person. What are you doing? And then at bud? the end, at the end, he kind of like gives me a nod, and I give him a nod, and I bounce, and that's it. He doesn't say the total. The only thing he does besides stare at me is he points at the total. Okay. He just points at the number. Do you know that he can talk? Uh, no idea. <laughs> okay. And literally, I've probably done this five explain times. Explain a lot, I, right? I, I I mean, maybe. Yeah, I have no idea. My man is mute. He might be. He might be. Last uh two times ago I went in there and he had his mask on upside down. And I was like, that feels like you're doing some comedy and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna make you wear this. Which but, is unfortunate at this but point. But you're not you're not going to do it in any sort of manner that actually satisfies the point of it. I mean, he seems like he's honestly like probably my third or fourth best friend at this point. <laughs> Does he want to come to Montana? <laughs> he might. Yeah, he might. We have a good time. Yeah, that's uh, that's dope. What's up with this whole abortion thing? Yeah, I did want to talk about the abortion thing. It doesn't seem good. It does not. So you're, it does you're not. against? You, let's just weigh in. I'm against. Yeah. Uh, the ruling. I think it's I think it's pretty odd that we're going to end up in a scenario where when we have children, they're going to grow up in a more regressive, conservative, uh, legal and cultural uh, cultural environment than we did. Like, you know, 30 years ago. That's strange to me. That's not something I saw coming, just to be honest. Not common for history, and I'm not ready to concede no. that uh, that it will occur. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean... The, the, it's kind of already happening. Uh, yeah, but 
listen, I don't want to at all express enthusiasm behind the belief that uh, people will act, but like they can, you know, like you can pass laws saying like then it's just because this is just an interpretation of the Constitution. It's not like they're saying uh, that the Supreme Court is saying that like any law outlaw or, uh, you know, allowing for abortion would uh, be, you know, something they would throw out. It's just saying, you know, we don't read this particular clause this way, which like they're wrong on that. You know, I mean, but the whole thing is fucking like, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, surprise, surprise. I disagreed with the Ben Shapiro tweet. Uh, but like he's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry the Constitution is happening to you. And it's like this entire fucking thing. I realized that all of our like laws are built around like uh, referring back to this document or whatever. But that's so fucking dumb. Like, especially as a rhetorical move on Twitter to be like, mm, Constitution, like, defend your ideas. Don't say you think that these fucking assholes who uh, couldn't conceive of the idea of like, like, the common way of doing abortions at this point is pills that were invented within the last, I don't know, fucking 15 years. Uh, they certainly weren't around in Thomas Jefferson's time, is my point. Um, sure. So, like, it's just so dumb. And I mean, I again, I know that like uh, this is just like a, a constant ambient part of like the entire political discussion. But I'm just here to say I reject it. And I can see how if you're not like tethered to anything, uh, you know, it's it's tough. Although that is how uh, the UK is, and I presume that they don't have dipshits going around being like mm, the Constitution. Um, so that seems like an improvement. But I don't know. It's not like I want their whole society in general. Um, right. But yeah, as as far as like the, uh, you know, just wh whatever means they're using to get there and whatever arguments there are, just the, the situation that we find ourselves in of the circumstances of this country and what it's like to be, you know, a fucking a poor woman in her 20s. Uh, the thing that, that really bothers me is if there were... A situation, and I'm sure I've said things similar to this in the past, but if someone were genuinely pro-life, if like that, if that's what this movement was about, was about we believe that every life is so fucking beautiful and so fucking precious that we want to line up every single policy aligned around this idea that life is amazing and a gift, and you know, then you know. I'm not real comfortable with, uh, like, even in that situation, telling people what that what choices that they can and can't make around that sort of thing. Uh, but I would be so much more sympathetic to it than I am to this situation, because the what the the, the circumstances we find ourselves in make it abundantly clear that's not how people actually feel. Like the fucking child tax credit that was expanded that, you know, is money for children. These babies that you're like, like, you know, fucking, uh, I, I assume that most people uh, who are happy about this ruling feel some version of what uh, Herschel Walker's son uh, put on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. Um, uh, I did not. He was, no. uh, he was, he was partying and looking happy and uh, was saying he was excited to meet all the babies that are going to be born as a result of this. And, uh, you know, if, if you love those babies, how about giving them $300 a month? The government's got it. Uh, you know, it's a fucking useful thing. And, the, and how about giving health care for the mother? 
You know, how, how about making it so that whenever she's pregnant, that she can walk into anywhere that she wants and fucking receive top-notch care, uh, you know, for the health of that fetus. Like it just, there's so many things where they give up the game. That they're not even fucking trying to say that they actually care about these kids. Uh, it, it's, it's just a fucking instance of like, no fucking, you can't do like that's murder. Uh, it, it all just seems in a lot of ways to boil down to, a stupid fucking academic argument over where life begins. And these people, you know, like as, as with any, like it's, you know, in debate, they would assign us sides and it feels like some people are just assigned the side of like, it begins a conception and then just fucking argue out whatever they need to from there. But it's, it's not like that they have love in their actions for these feet, for these lives that they believe begin a conception because they're not, you know, embracing policies that would make it so that these children uh, arrive healthy and have the best lives possible. And, you know, that that's the thing that really fucking frustrates me because it, it, you know, a genuine love for unborn children, um, you know, it, listen, the, the implications for like the, the results from there, uh, like I said, they're, they're, you know, is an uninterested, like a unaffiliated party should not be coming in to say whether or not this woman has her child or doesn't. But if you're just saying, I believe I, it is where I land, like in my soul, I think that life begins at conception and I love and value life. I can understand that. But that's not where they are. The people who are fucking doing this shit, like none of the justices are like, you know, uh, we also believe that uh, the the right to, uh, you know, fucking pursuit of happiness or whatever entails that we have to have a universal healthcare system. Uh, you know, and, and if, if they and they fucking struck down the ACA, you know, like the expanded right. uh, Medicare. So um, fucking... It's it's just really apparent that this is just dumb bullshit, and uh, you know, believe it or not, it's upsetting to me. I'm one of the people who's upset. <laughs> You're gonna stake that position out. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I don't really. Uh, it's a it's a very difficult uh, thing to engage with for me because I don't really understand where people are coming from. You know, like there's a lot of times where if we're doing like a culture war or a flashpoint issue, like. I understand why people are mad that Roseanne got canceled. Sure. I I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? On this one, I just don't get it. I don't I don't get how you can, you know, make like basically your entire animating principle be that the life of this child is the most important thing in my the most important plank in my political platform, but then do literally nothing else about it. Yeah. I don't get it. So I don't really know how to engage with it in a serious way. Uh, I would bring up for like the thousandth time that the pro-life, pro-choice binary is entirely false. Nobody thinks like that. And it's difficult because we're all kind of like making emotional, political or social uh, societal decisions based on science we don't understand. But the country in general is not 50-50 pro-life, pro-choice. I mean, I've again, I've brought up this polling data a million times. That's not a thing. Like 75% of the country is in support. It might be like 65. I'll revise that. Like 65% of the country is in favor of first and second trimester uh, choice. Yeah, no. It's and that, that doesn't get brought up at all. Because basically what you get is, uh, I think you should never be allowed to terminate a pregnancy or I think you should be allowed to do it uh, 10 minutes before the kid is is 
you know, born. And that shakes out in a, a much more polarizing, you know, numbers. But yeah, I, I the, think both of those I mean, positions is what are it is. insane. Yeah. I um, think everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, 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 th- it's definitely like they're kowtowing to activists, right? Of like, you know, there's there's Republican voters, and then there's the people who make up the Republican Party, and like our. Sp- but that, but that's left as well, right? I mean, there's that there's the the you know the, the activists and the voters, yeah, definitely, right? Um, and you know the the in both parties, the activists are constantly pushing for things that are not actually super popular with uh, the voters. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think to the extent that this has an effect on Republican politics, it will be a negative one. It makes them less likely to win elections. Like, it's fucking, the politicians in Texas do not want to run on uh, the terrible ideas that, they are, that their supporters would like for them to enact. So the problem with that, and I've heard that argument before, and it may be a good one. The problem with that, though, is just going to be that that that's not going to come home to roost until after like it's too late right like so yes yeah i mean it's already too cost. late you know like the fucking exactly. bounty program it's been around for a while now so like in 20 years from now you know when our daughters are like of not only voting age but like family age it's very likely that the options they have as far as candidates would never in a million years actually try to say, I think abortion should be illegal in almost every scenario. But their same people are still going to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to change. It's not going to change in my lifetime anyways. I'm confident of that. Like, And I'll tell you the other one. Obviously, anybody who listens to this is well aware of this. I mean, they're going to come for gay marriage next. Yeah, that's that's how you follow the logic. Uh, I mean, that's I I don't know. I like they don't need like a mandate. You know, they don't actually need public support because, again, I'm fairly positive that the vast majority of people in this country think that gay marriage should be should be legal. Yeah, they don't need that. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, but, you know, that that is how we got it in the first place. Uh, it's not like we had a vote. And if we had had a vote, then they wouldn't be able to do that. You know what I mean? I guess I'd just be interested in how many times that there's been something like that, some sort of statute, policy, whatever you want to call it, that was within a two-decade span. Uh, a decision was made on both sides of it. Yeah, no, and I mean, the the Supreme Court, one of, like, the organizing principles behind it, or, you know, one of their, like, bright rules is that they try to avoid We're, we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, but if, if, you're, if you're willing to do this, then, then yeah, it, it does open the, because obviously they're not fucking, I mean, you know, the Obergefell decision was much more recent than Roe v. Wade, but, like, in terms of Supreme Court, they're both pretty recent. Um and uh yeah no it's it's a bad deal um i i do think like that that is you're hitting on uh one of the the big things about this for me uh which is just i feel a real despair whenever there's little relationship between the will of the people and the the rules of our country you know like yeah. like what what you're saying of that it's fucking 
five assholes picking what the rules are for the rest of us. Uh, that's, I don't know. It just, you know, I mean, in life period, whenever you feel like you don't have control over your circumstances and everything, it leads to a real fucking bad deal. You know, like I've, whatever. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I just, that, that's among the worst parts of it for me. And then the other thing I wanted to say is what, well, you know, whenever you're pointing out like, uh, you know, the, the, the rules will have impacted people poorly by the time, like if they ever do get changed back, uh, you know, that, the, the there'll be a lot of suffering in between now and then definitely you're, you're, you're fully right on that. And, uh, fucking there's, there's suffering happening now, right? Like since the decision came down, there's probably someone who was thinking about it and then saw it in the news. It was like, well, shit, I, I don't know what all that is. I'm not going to learn, you know, all the fucking ins and outs of that. But, uh, I, my understanding is that I'm going to jail if I go and do this. So I yeah. guess I won't. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. We shouldn't have talked about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just delete the no, whole I'm podcast. Like considerably more bummed than I was 18 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, no, we were having fun when he was talking about the wolf. Yeah, we got the wolf. We got cocaine. We were talking about paintings. You know, we got Will Smith, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a. It's a tough thing, man. It's a tough thing because I'm not really sure. Like, it definitely feels. Like way too Alec Baldwin-y to be like, I'm gonna move. You know? Yeah, like, like what's move. that doing? Like I'm not I'm not upset about this decision in any way, shape, or form because of my life, you know? Like I uh can't get pregnant and the people around me who can, uh, just talking about my wife there, uh it, you know, we uh we hope to, you know, <laughs> like it would not be a negative yeah, but outcome. Like, but you know, again, like this is like pretty gross, but we do both have children. Uh, who this could become a factor in their life at some point. Like, it yeah, just, maybe we move to Canada, you know, then I don't know fucking that. I mean, and the thing is like people of our means, it's never illegal, dude. Like we can fucking like, it's going to be illegal. It's going to be legal in some States always. And yeah, it will not be fucking difficult for us to afford a plane ticket to those States, you know? Just think about how dystopian that is. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Like, taking a plane to a... I don't know, man. I don't know. See, the, the thing is, like, the, the way that they get around this in a lot of uh, <laughs> South American countries, because this this is, uh, uh, like, in, in lots of South American... I mean, unfortunately, uh, I, I am here to admit that I do know that uh, whenever they have laws like this in other places... It's usually because they're Catholic countries. Uh, yeah. And in Catholic countries in South America where, where this is, uh, you know, a dominant thing, um, there's just robust industries of people that will send you the pills in the mail. And so that, that's yeah. not even like, a, you know, get on a plane or whatever. It's just – and like that that kind of thing, it's – like you're not going to stamp that out. You know what I mean? Like if, if you can uh, order something – you know, I mean like listen, there's lots of things uh, where like uh, the laws are different in different areas and you can get someone to mail you something. <laughs> okay? I mean, it's like a <laughs> felony though. Yeah. No, but uh, it's also not hard and you're probably going to be fine. So – uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's way better if it's not a felony. Listen, dude, I fuck it. There's nothing I want more than uh, for for various things sent in the mail to not be felonies. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just. I think that's does. probably a pretty good way to sum it up. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Whatever. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See you. All right. See you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.